Hey guys, how you doing? So now that we saw the infamous Darksaber in The Mandalorian at the very end of the season finale, episode 8, I think this is the perfect time to make a good video regarding all the facts in canon as to where it's been from the beginning up until the point where we saw it in the Mando, as much as we know. So here we go. The first Mandalorian to ever be admitted into the Jedi Order, Tar Vizsla, designed the distinctive black-bladed lightsaber known as the Darksaber. After his passing, the ancient weapon remained with the Jedi until the waning days of the Old Republic, when during a raid on their temple by Mandalorians from Tar's own clan, House Vizsla, the warriors found the Darksaber and claimed it as their own. From that point on, the saber was used by the descendants of House Vizsla for several years to kill numerous Jedi and to reign over all of Mandalore. At the time of the Clone Wars, the Darksaber had come into the custody of the Governor of Concordia and leader of Death Watch, Pre Vizsla, who used it to fight against Obi-Wan Kenobi as his troops evacuated one of their camps when they were discovered by Kenobi. Though he was not able to defeat the Jedi Master, Pre Vizsla had shown commendable skill with the blade during the duel. Later, following the collapse of his pact with Count Dooku and the CIS, the Death Watch leader agreed to an alliance instead with ex-Sith Lord Darth Maul, who had amassed a small army composed of various criminal sects from across the galaxy, called the Shadow Collective. Then together, on Mandalore, the two groups staged a sham crisis. Maul's Shadow Collective mounted several strikes against Mandalore's government forces, and eventually attacked the police in the capital dome city of Sundari, so that the Death Watch could intercede under the guise of rescuers and protectors. Maul's apprentice and brother, Savage Press, then performed a mock duel with Pre Vizsla, who used the Darksaber to defeat and arrest the Force Wielder. After that, the populace hailed Death Watch as their heroes and saviors. Naturally, as tends to happen with criminal alliances, the Death Watch leader eventually betrayed Maul and had him and his brother placed in prison, though the two dark side powerhouses soon escaped and Maul openly challenged Concordia's governor to a duel for leadership of the Death Watch. Pre Vizsla used the Darksaber, his armor, and impressive combat efficiency against the former Sith assassin. While he put up an admirable fight, Maul was clearly the superior opponent and disarmed Pre Vizsla before executing him with the symbol of his power, the Darksaber. With that, Maul took command of Death Watch. Now that the Darksaber belonged to Maul, the Zabrak Force user lured his greatest enemy, Obi-Wan Kenobi, back to Mandalore so that he could kill the planet's former leader, who also happened to be the woman the Jedi Master loved, Duchess Satine. Though he had been ultimately helpless to prevent her death, Obi-Wan himself was rescued by Pre Vizsla's former lieutenant, Night Owl Bo-Katan, who was the estranged sister of the Duchess and despised the notion of following a non-Mandalorian like Maul. However, Maul didn't get much time to scheme up a new way to get his revenge on Obi-Wan, for soon after the Jedi's escape, he and his brother Savage Opress were confronted by Darth Sidious. Maul and Opress fought the Dark Lord valiantly, though ultimately fruitlessly, as despite how formidable and powerful force wielders they both were, neither Zabrak Knight brother were prepared to deal with as an overwhelming insurmountable as an opponent as Darth Sidious. So, it was not long until Savage fell to the Dark Lord's blade. In a final act of desperation, called the Darksaber to him, and in tandem, wielded it along his red blade lightsaber against his former master. As impressive as an effort he put up, and Maul did make a very impressive effort, Maul was still no match for Sidious. The Zabrak warrior was shortly disarmed of the ancient saber and then knocked out by a volley of force lightning. 
The Darksaber was then briefly recovered by the Prime Minister of Mandalore, a man named Almec, and the clan of warriors who served Maul in the Shadow Collective, known as the Mandalorian Super Commandos. Almec ordered the Super Commandos to locate Maul and help rescue him from the Sith, which they eventually did with a successful prison break though it was actually Sidious and Dooku who allowed Maul to get free, as it was a necessary step in a trap they were conducting together for Maul's mother, the Sister clan shaman, Mother Talzin. In possession of the Darksaber again, Maul used the ancient lightsaber on the swamp moon of Zanbar against General Grievous's Magna Guards and his other Separatist forces. The former Sith and the Cyborg General then engaged each other in a single combat duel as their two armies clashed and inflicted heavy losses on each side. By the end though, Maul ordered a retreat while Grievous's forces waited to find Mother Talzin. Maul then later boarded the Dreadnought under Grievous's command and used the Darksaber to subdue the General, forcing him to disable his battle droid army. Taking both Grievous and Count Dooku into custody, Maul, through sheer threats and persuasion, managed to convince the man who had replaced him as Darth Sidious's apprentice to join him against their former and current master, respectively. That's when a team of Jedi led by Mace Windu with Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ayla Secura, Jedi General Tipli, and their Republic forces assaulted the outpost that Death Watch was holding the two Separatist leaders at. Now allied, both Maul and Dooku together engaged the Jedi strike team. Maul used the Darksaber against Ayla Secura, while Dooku struck down Tipli. Then the two Darksiders made their escape. Seeing them working together, the Jedi suspected more than ever that Dooku was indeed the Sith Master they had been looking for all along, and Maul had been his apprentice. When Maul finally returned to Mother Talzin at the Knight Brothers' village on Dathomir, he was confronted by Darth Sidious and General Grievous. Talzin used her Knight Sister magic to take possession of Dooku, and used him to aid her and Maul in their fight against the Dark Lord and his cyborg monstrosity. But Dooku eventually broke through Talzin's control and joined Sidious against her and Maul. The clan mother sacrificed herself to save Maul, who was able to make his escape off-planet, but Mother Talzin and his Shadow Collective were destroyed. Maul had lost all he had built, while the Sith had secured their future. Some years later, during the time of the Empire, Maul still had the Darksaber which he kept in a Night Sister lair. The female Mandalorian rebel Sabine Wren had become possessed by the dark spirit of a Night Sister. To save her, her friend and fellow rebel, the Jedi Padawan learner Ezra Bridger, used both his own lightsaber and the Darksaber to destroy the altar that the spirit had risen from. Its destruction freed Sabine and realizing how important the ancient lightsaber was for her people, Sabine took the Darksaber with her, and once the rebels had left Dathomir, she gave it to Ezra's master, the Jedi Knight Kanan Jarrus, for safekeeping, as she was reluctant to use the weapon herself. Kanan was curious about the strange black-bladed saber, but Sabine refused to talk about it, so the Jedi went to another Mandalorian who had been the leader of the Imperial Allied Protectors of Concord Dawn, named Fen Rao. He and the rebels had formed a mutual respect for each other through their various encounters. Rao spoke of the legend of the Jedi Mandalorian who had created the weapon. He explained how it had been used to unite the House of Vizsla, and from that single clan, soon all the clans of Mandalore had united under its symbol. He, along with the Twi'lek rebel leader, Hera Syndulla, then convinced Sabine to use the blade to try and unite the House of Vizsla once more and get them to join up with the Rebel Alliance. Sabine was willing to make the attempt, though she was very doubtful of its success, as she had a distant relationship with her family. Kanan and Ezra trained her in basic lightsaber forms with wooden training sabers, and when she was ready to use the actual darksaber during their practice sparring, 
Sabine finally opened up about why she left Mandalore. She felt responsible for the weapons used by the Empire to enslave people across the galaxy, which is why she left to fight their oppressive regime. Revealing her guilt allowed her to accept her emotions and made her decide that she was worthy of wielding the Darksaber. Sabine and her rebel allies aboard the light freighter, the Ghost, along with Fen Rao, went to the Outer Rim icy world of Crownest, where her clan, the House of Ren, had their domain. The rebels' hope was to use the Darksaber and Sabine to convince her family to join the Alliance against the Empire. Soon after they arrived, Sabine received an audience with her mother, Ursa Ren the leader of Clan Ren. Though initially astonished that her daughter had managed to obtain the ancient weapon, Ursa soon began to question her daughter's claim to the saber, as she had not plucked it from Maul's dead hand after besting him in single combat, which was the Mandalorian way. Despite being at odds when Sabine was later endangered by the Emperor's hand and puppet ruler of Mandalore, Viceroy Gar Saxon, Ursa tried to trade the Darksaber along with Kanan and Ezra in exchange for her daughter. But, of course, Saxon had no intentions of letting his rivals go, so he ignited the Darksaber as a signal to his forces to commence their attack on the House of Ren, and wipe the entire clan clean from existence. The Viceroy's super commandos and the warriors of the Ren clan, along with the two Jedi, collided in battle, during which Saxon attempted to strike Ursa down from behind with the Darksaber, but Sabine intercepted his blow wielding Ezra Bridger's green lightsaber. The two Mandalorians then engaged in a ferocious duel. Saxon's sheer force and superior strength almost proved to be too much for Sabine, but using the skills her Jedi companions had recently taught her, she just managed to get the upper hand and wound the puppet ruler, obtaining the Darksaber in the process and holding both its and Ezra's blade at his throat much like Anakin had done to Dooku years earlier. Though unlike him, she was unwilling to decapitate her opponent and demanded that Saxon yield. He refused and tried to shoot her, but before he could pull the trigger, Ursa shot him through the chest, killing the Viceroy. Sabine was then declared the rightful owner of the Darksaber. She remained with her clan and Fen Rao so he could help reunify her people and to find the new Mandalore, the new true ruler to lead all of the Mandalorians. When she learned her father, Ulrich Wren, was in Imperial custody, Sabine went on a mission to the planet Mandalore to rescue him. Throughout the rescue, she used the Darksaber in combat on several occasions, but when she crossed paths with Pre Vizsla's former second-in-command, Bo-Katan, who was also the sister to the former ruler of Mandalore, the late Duchess Satine, Sabine instead offered her ancient lightsaber. However, Bo-Katan refused to accept the weapon and the responsibility that went with it, and as she had her chance to rule already long ago, and she didn't feel worthy of it. However, later on, a few years before the Battle of Yavin, when Sabine and Bo-Katan had infiltrated the new governor of Mandalore, Gar Saxon's brother, Tiber Saxon's Star Destroyer, on a mission to destroy the superweapon on board called the Duchess, which Sabine had built in her early days as an Imperial cadet, she used the Darksaber to breach the weapon's core, which caused a chain reaction that destroyed the Star Destroyer and Tiber along with it. After this, Sabine was able to show Bo-Katan that other clans were willing to follow her and argued that the Force had brought the Darksaber to her in the first place, so that she in turn could hand it over to Bo-Katan. At first still reluctant, the former Death Watch Lieutenant eventually was persuaded by Sabine's arguments and accepted the Darksaber in honor of her sister, her clan, and Mandalore itself. So what happened to the Darksaber since those events and the time of the Mandalorian, which takes place a few years after the deaths of Vader and the Emperor, and subsequent decline of the Empire? That's yet unknown, but we can expect Lucasfilm to fill us in, 
as we learn more about what happened in the galaxy after Return of the Jedi. I'm really hoping Season 2 of The Mandalorian, which has been announced by Jon Favreau himself to come out in fall of 2020, will show us more of the Jedi and what Luke Skywalker has been up to after the Emperor's death, or so-called death. Regardless though, somehow the ancient Mandalorian's lightsaber has ended up in the Imperial Remnant's Moff Gideon's possession, who used it to escape his crashed TIE Fighter wreckage after barely surviving a confrontation with the Mandalorian bounty hunter, Din Djarin. Hope you guys enjoyed this canon video about the Darksaber and its origins where it's been up until now. Hope you're all caught up. Leave a like on the video if you enjoyed it, and I'll see you in the next one. Until then, have an awesome day, and may the Force be with you. Always.